0: What's up, everybody? Locked on ACC episode, ready to drop today. I have to talk about the worst college football game I've ever seen in my life. That would be what I witnessed last night in Walls Way Stadium. I've got Jersey Drake in the building to discuss that. And again, it might be another therapy session because honestly, I don't know what I witnessed, but it was not football. Then you've got great games happening this weekend. Week 12 is all about who wants to get a bowl, who wants to get clinching a division title and all of that good stuff so let's get rocking and rolling drizzy drake we got some good ones coming down the hatch
1: you are locked on acc your daily podcast on the atlantic coast conference part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: What's going on, everybody? Drizzy Drake, Locked On Seminoles in the building. This episode of Locked On ACC is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where families and friends from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. And quite frankly, I'm loving it. Drizzy Drake, thank you so much for joining me, taking the time once again. I hope you had a great weekend.
1: Oh, it was a great week overall, Kansas. I've been reveling in the uh, the massive, yeah. massive defeat of the uh, Miami. Uh, what's up?
0: I said, why well, do you have a great weekend? But then I was thinking, I was I haven't talked to you since last time we spoke. And so, of course, you had the great Miami weekend, and mm-hmm. this week you've been relishing in all that.
1: Oh, y'all. I mean, and I'm in the South Florida area. I'm not going to lie to you. I have been pillaging <laughs> the region of all the bars down here. I, went, I think I celebrated that win from, I think, when kickoff ended like when the game ended at seven until Mm -hmm. think brunch the next day on sunday so trust (laughs) me it's been a good it's been a good weekend a good week overall so
0: were you super happy and relieved for that win you you just knew it was going to happen but it had to happen close
1: you saw my tweets i had so many (laughs) stuff in the drafts i've been waiting to spread out for that like i I mean we got we show Manny Diaz that he's just not made for this level we show miami how their entire athletics program right now is lagging behind even ourselves and we and I've been critical of the administration for a long time at FSU, but they're starting to turn around. So it's going to be, it's going to be nice that we find someone, Hey, you need to play with the big boys now. Which, as you saw with you know Blake James leaving, now they have a twenty to thirty million dollar commitment now as well to you know to the football program. So we showed them that you know you want to play big big boy football. You got you got to pay big boy football.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you your thoughts on Blake James because I think we kind of alluded to that being something a necessary thing to happen, but more so, Manny, and whether his state of affairs, whether he'll be good to go job wise.
1: No, um, and, and I say that mainly because our you can't let up thirty one points to this Florida State team primarily because our offense, our offense is a lot better. Than Mike Novell's offensive mind head coach, but. You had that game in hand, like Tyler Van Dimes or Tyler Van Spike, you want to call him now, whatever whatever everyone wants to trademark now. I'm joking, a kid. He played phenomenal, and he has mm-hmm. no reason to hang his head about that game. He kept him in that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a little scared of playing for the next few years to come because he's gonna be a very damn good QB, and he you, you, you showed that on Saturday. But yeah. Manny, your bread and butter is defense, and you allow us to put 31 on your ass. Like you need to this. You need to figure something out. Ray Lashley, to me, I think should have been. He might be the interim head coach in waiting because with Blake James now gone, Blake James was kind of his last line of defense. Manny might survive to next year, but personally, from what I'm hearing, I definitely see Lane Kiffin probably making a trip down there, and that will be kind of interesting, I'm going to lie to you.
0: Well, Lane Kiffin certainly indeed is a name to keep our eyes out on. But we talk about athletic directors, and I know we have mentioned behind the scenes about Nina King at Duke University, who is going to have some big decisions. After last night's game, Duke played Louisville and Wallace Wade and got dropped 62-22. to It was, not even going to hold y'all, the worst football game I have ever witnessed in my entire life. And I'm saying it's not because – duke doesn't have the talent when i say they cannot get in that end zone they are the best adr team i have ever seen on paper but when it comes to delivering and finishing the job absolute worst it was just so heartbreaking because you know again as a former college athlete you know the work people put in to do well but it just is not delivering some stuff you know x's and o's don't have the horse in the stable, fine but other things i'm like whether well, it's or trying to get it done. There's just no emotion from the team. I've never seen a team just flat. Like something bad happens, it's kind of like, eh, here we are. Here we go again. And when it, the numbers just start rolling, it's 35, it's 48, 56. It just – what? how do you motivate a team? And seeing Coach Cutcliffe, his face is just, you know, h- hanging low, long-faced. How do you get guys to be positive? And I, again, Malik Cunningham – 300 passing yards, 200 uh, rushing yards, most from any player in school history in a single game. Absolute stud. He made the Duke Blue Devils look silly all night long.
1: The fact that he has the most <clears throat> most passing and rushing yards in his own game when Lamar Jackson was there not too long ago just shows you how bad this Duke team was that day. <laughs> and, and when you talk about the emotion about the team, and typically that trickles down from the head coach, right, from Cutcliffe. We saw that a lot at Florida They were Taggart. I defended them a lot for a lot of things. One of the things that I did notice there that they, whenever we, we went down or we were, you know, lagging behind, they would always pan him on the sideline. He just it looked very, not dejected. He's more like, oh no, we're losing. What do we do? And you saw that with the rest of the team. So that trickles down from your head coach in general. And I mean, I mean, I've been saying all year that coach Cutler is not long for this game anymore. I mean, it's passed him by. He's been there for a long time. I think he, in my personal opinion, kind of coasted off being the Manning's head coach for a bit. Manning's quarterback's coach at, at uh, Tennessee for a very long time. So to me, just, I mean, now we need to get, they're like limping to the finish line because they need the season to be over and they need to bring someone like new, maybe a Will Hilly for Charlotte, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. Listen, Coach Cut. Obviously, if he doesn't do anything better than for the team, he should retire after the Miami game. But if you listen to the post game, and as much as we assume players are dialed out, tapped out, Jake Bobo, the tight end, wide receiver, whatever everyone call him, you know, depending on size, played great game. Captain of the team, absolutely gets on the podium and is delivering this speech that made me feel like, whoo, I, I get it. Like again, being that former athlete, he said. We have the pieces. It just doesn't come together. I I, and I, don't have an answer for you. That was the part, right? I, I don't have an answer for you for why it's not happening. But when talking about Coach Cut, and someone was asking him, essentially, like, do you think it's his fault? completely shut it down, 100% behind this man, would run through a brick wall for him, all of that good stuff. So I personally believe Jake. I don't know if I believe like You know, he he did a poll to everybody in the room. But I I could honestly say you could feel him want this win, like coming up against Miami, their last game of the season, for coach.
1: Yeah, but also, like, I mean, I didn't play sports at a high level. I call it like you did, but – I know that's probably my one well, might be why he's the captain, because he's, you know, he's the barrier between not the barrier, the, the bridge between the head coach and the players. Just because I think he shares that doesn't mean it's the majority of the locker room, because like you said, I mean, you were there. You saw them be dejected, not responding. I mean, they let up Malik Cunningham literally be Lamar Jackson 2.0. <laughs> so to me, that's just it's I mean, it sucks and it's sad. But like and I feel bad for Jake because, you know, Jake is a very damn good player. I think he's very yeah. one of the more underrated players actually in our entire conference. He probably might play in the NFL if he was on a different team. So, to me, that's just more just the kid knows he has, like, what, one game left. He wanted to at least end off with one AC conference win and also for Kukla who took a chance on him. So, that could be a lot of mixed emotions right there for that kid. So, yeah, I feel sorry for yeah. him.
0: No doubt, and listen. I think when you were speaking, I was speaking to the sidelines. Nobody was cussing anybody out. Like to me, I'm like, why are y'all not yelling? Why are y'all not trying to get each other up? But and slowly but surely, it was just like a domino touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And when Duke was able to get in the red zone and only could sort of put up three, right? Yeah, yeah, you're happy that Chris Ham can make his kicks, but you need a seven there, right? You need a seven to make it a game. And that's the thing that I just think. Every blue devil fan in that stadium, all 12 of them were super dejected. So listen, all I'm saying is I'm ready all, for the new era. All
1: 12, <laughs> all 12 of them were I thought you were at the Duke game, not the Miami Hurricanes game when they had 10 okay. people there and their Airbnb.
0: <laughs> listen, it is so shady in here. It's like Palm Sunday. Okay. Anywho, I do think though that Duke has one game left. They are gonna give it their absolute all. And can they beat a Miami team? Absolutely. Why not? Why not? I think now if Duke beats Miami. Next, uh, this coming weekend, yeah, he got to go. Manny Diaz.
1: Wait, wait, wait. I thought they played Virginia Tech this weekend.
0: No, don't they play Duke? I
1: don't. think they play Duke at the end of the year. Hold next
0: on. week? No, that's, say, yeah, saying next weekend when they play.
1: Oh, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. That, that'd that be so Miami.
0: because, you, And I say <laughs> that because
1: actually, if you look historically, actually, at the two teams, whenever FSU and Miami play, When FSU loses to them next year, they have a tendency to bounce back a little bit, but not as strong because they still have Florida at the end of the year. And we always play them the end of October. Miami, for some reason, we're their Super Bowl. If they lose the game to us, they don't give a damn about the rest of their schedule. And that's why we always say. They they start super hot. We beat them. And then they just come crashing down back to earth as, as, as a bad team that they are. And they're playing a Virginia Tech team that might be better without Fuente, if we're being completely honest here.
0: Okay. Okay. I I like I like that spice. We got we got a lot to talk about here on some week twelve action. Want to get into some game coverage because we got two really big games. Maybe some more if you really want to go down the list. But one first, want to remind you guys about again McDonald's. They are the uh, episode is brought to you by our. Company that is proudly serving communities since 1965. Win or lose, this place is where teammates, competitors in the home team or the away team can come to recharge. You're always looking forward to going to McDonald's, stopping for a long road trip, getting some of those delicious fries, Big Mac, maybe you like the nuggets. That barbecue sauce is actually elite. I ain't gonna hold you, okay? Sometimes even if you want to make flurry to wash it down with, no judgment. I'm here for it. So make sure if you go through the rest of the season, only a couple games left for football, but we got a whole long basketball season ahead of us. You stop by your local McDonald's to get refueled and recharged. Seriously, I'm loving it. Jersey Drake in the building locked on Seminoles host in week 12. We have got your best bets. Not only that, but some great matchups. We mentioned Duke and Louisville game going down 62-22. Wake Forest Clemson at high noon. We have got the Demon Deacons who are looking to take down Clemson and reassure reassure to everyone that they should be atop of the Atlantic Division. How do you think this game is going to go?
1: I have no idea, and it's mainly because <laughs> this week four's defense is so damn bad and so hurt across the entire board. But this Clemson offense, like I said, also is pretty damn bad. Even though they should be, they should. We. It's really interesting because we've been waiting for his breakout game by DJ, and then eventually I gave up. I think after week four, you gave up a few <laughs> weeks ago about seeing when he's actually going to break. Yeah, out definitely a week eight gave up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to me. The fact that Wake is an underdog in this game at plus four and a half is just it's I know that defense is elite, but Sam Hartman has played pretty well against pretty decent defense is now that defensive line for Clemson is no joke. The linebackers are no joke. The defensive backs are not that as great as you know, everyone thinks that they are and they actually lost a lot with Aja Terrell leaving for the NFL last year. So to me, Wake Forest to me, that's a live dog at four and a half. Um, And I don't think Clemson, I think the only game that they've covered is I think against us on that last second fluky touchdown, which I don't count as a cover. I'll take that to the grave. And then it's Louisville when Louisville took it away. And Wake Forest is better than both those teams. Wake Forest is a top 10 team in the CFP for a reason. Their only loss being against the UNC when they collapsed and lost a running back. So to me, I am going to pick the better team in this game. I like Wake Forest plus four and a half plus half plus one seventy money line and give me the under also. Because I think Clemson defense will show up, but I don't think they'll have the firepower to keep up with Wake's offense.
0: I hundred, I cannot, I don't understand why Wake Forest is an underdog to Clemson only because I've watched that Clemson defense and I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at Wake Forest's offense as a whole, way more targets available for Sam Hartman, right? And I think also the O line has never been their issue. It's a matter of Sam if he throws. No, like good. good. Now, okay, like You're I just O lines
1: damn good, man. <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's Sam Hartman throwing three interceptions against NC State and struggling like he didn't have his best offensive game. Jaquari Roberson going down and not being available for the NC State game definitely made it closer than it should have been. But you got to also credit Wake Forest's defense. Yeah, they were down cornerbacks, which are essential, especially up against guys like Devin Leary, and they still delivered. They were still able to stay in that game and hang Mm -hmm. on when it mattered most. So I think it's just a matter of can they – get enough rest, stay energized throughout the entire game because I think they're going to – now, whoever's going to have a light-up game, I think someone to watch would be Wake Forest's defense against this DJ. I agree, <laughs>
1: I agree I agree man. Also, Justin Ross is out,
0: yeah. and that's
1: their number one wide receiver, and he kind of kept them in a lot of those games closer. I mean, remember that catching on Syracuse? That was beautiful the, between two, uh, two corners. So, to me, the offensive line for Wake is really good. That D line for Clemson is very good, but that's – like you said, that's not the issue with Wake. As long as Sam Hartman, you know, stays out of of his own head, out of his own head, he'll be fine. And Wake, I can see, just, you know, waltzing to a W.
0: Our next noon games, Florida State, Boston College, Wofford and North Carolina. Florida State and Boston College, where Florida State is still in the running, trying to get bowl eligibility. They'll take on Phil Jerkovic and the uh, Boston College Eagles. We know that coming off of a big win against Miami, you still feel like there's something left in the tank. How can they not fall asleep at the wheel against Boston College?
1: I say they won't be able to fall asleep from the world mainly because Jordan Travis's coming out party was two years ago, actually at Chestnut Hill. Willie Taggart had been fired, I think, the two weeks before that, and for some reason we never used Jordan Travis. Here he comes in this game. I think he has three separate carries: one for a twenty-six yard run, another one for forty yards, and another sixty-six yard touchdown run. And to me, it was, that was kind of like you know, oh, where has this kid been? Where has JT Thirteen been? And this is basically. It's a game for him that he definitely, you know, it's going to come full circle for him. And you saw mm-hmm. it a lot uh, on Monday on his press conference interview where he's like, "I was like, I, don't, I didn't love football a few years ago, and then now with Norvell, Dillingham, they kind of brought that out of me, and I got Mackenzie Millen here as well, like you know, allowing me to be more confident in what I do and push myself forward to be the best QB that I can be." And yeah. BC's defense is good. It's their pass mm-hmm. defense though. Mm-hmm. We got three solid backs and DJ Williams, Sean Ward. And just Sean Corbin, who Corbin apparently might be staying around for another year. If that's yeah. the case, sign me up for that. Agent Zero is a stud. <laughs> and with Jordan Travis also being back there, I think he'll be fine because no offense to Dracovic. he still has the the wrist injury. I mean, he played against what? GT last week? GT sucks. He played against Virginia Tech. They just fired their head coach. And to me, they haven't played a defensive line like ours. And we had AJ Black for On BC on for, for, for th- today's episode. We're fine. We're good. We're going to be solid. And we stop Miami from scoring that many points with TVD. I'm not scared of Boston College. Give me us.
0: Ooh wee! Okay, I like the energy. Also, Carolina getting their bull eligibility after this win against Woffers. Sam Howell: The argument of whether or not he is going to stay or go to the NFL. If he's smart, I say go make your money, big boy money in the league. There's to me, there's nothing a whole lot here for you. You're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna I'll have to play with some five stars, sure, but they take time and energy. You're gonna have another year of Josh Downs. That's not as enticing as playing in the NFL. Sorry, I like, I, I love the kid. I think. He's He's done a lot for the program. He's got all the records. What else do we need from him? Not much. I think you just go do what you're supposed to do. The season didn't turn out like if we were still hunting for you know some sort of championship type thing, big energy, blah blah. blah. But I think it would be more. It will be more the same next season if you stay and if they don't make changes that they need to.
1: I completely agree with that. I think he needs to see needs to go. Um, and that's just more like listen, your draft stock is probably as high as it's ever going to be. Winning a Heisman is not going to get you any higher draft stock. In fact, if you stay another year, you might lose some stock. We had that with Tamori and Terry and Marvin Wilson. We see, we saw with Brock Purdy, who I think could have left a year earlier and now might not be drafted. He now is seen as a Jag plus, a just another guy plus. So he's better than mm-hmm. a regular dude. But to me, Sam Howell needs to go. And like, best of luck to him because I think he's a dang good QB. I think he has the tools to be successful in the NFL. I think he's a more, more accurate and more subdued Baker Mayfield. So to me, that's someone that definitely is going to be Drafted a (laughs) pilot.
0: I'm freaking weak. I (laughs) will take Sam Howell's personality over Baker Mayfield any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like, I mean, yeah.
1: I'll no. take that. I mean, I, I, I kind of like Baker. I ain't going to lie. So. Oh,
0: <laughs> he's my he's God. Entertaining. He's, entertaining, man. he's entertaining, but he's not accurate. Anyway, so those Ooh. are the noon games. 30, and though. then we've got some 2.30, 3.30, 4 o'clock games to go over. But first, I want to remind you guys that if you are getting in on the betting action, you should do so with Bet Online. You can head up BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports. It remains your number one spot for all of that basketball and football action. They've got a new updated desktop and mobile website, so you can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet line has basketball, football, baseball, even some boxing UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino game. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet Online is where the game starts. And my friends, if you have not yet, you're getting ready for what should be a good turkey day. But if you're trying to maybe lean out a bit, you don't want to go too hard, or you want to prep yourself for a post Thanksgiving where you overindulge, maybe you should hit up Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried it yet, I promise you you will be super satisfied. It is healthy, but not only that, it is great tasting. They're low carb, low calorie, and low sugar, and they have all of the healthy benefits and they have so many delicious flavors, up to nine. But sometimes during the holiday season, they might give you some limited time flavors every three to four days. So make sure you check that website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. So we're wrapping up today's show here with... Drizzy Drake locked on Seminole's host. And, of course, we've got week 12 matchup. Let's go over these afternoon, later afternoon games. 2.30, you've got Georgia Tech playing Notre Dame. Another win for Notre Dame to make them look better. <laughs> what? Maybe another reason why they don't play ACC schools thanks to the Yellow Jackets. Or could a Yellow Jackets team just show up and like show us what they really, what we've really been missing throughout the entire season?
1: Do you legitimately believe the statement that just came out of your mouth, that they actually can show them that? <laughs>
0: You know what? I'm ready to talk about the next game, but I feel like we're here, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, just um, folks, just for just, Georgia Tech isn't good. Notre Dame, my 17, just do that. I'm, just, just I'm, I'm do not going to dig deeper than that because GT is not a good team, so.
0: Get your money. Get your money. Right. The biggest game, though, of the Coastal will be Virginia and Pittsburgh starting at 3.30 on ESPN2. The Panthers are looking to seal their spot as top of the Coastal, and I feel like it's happening this weekend only because Brendan Armstrong is not at full strength. And maybe that defense is kind of terrible.
1: Yeah, that defense is really bad. The thing is, though, it's more their running game is The running defense is pretty poor. Their corners are they're okay. They're they're mm-hmm. serviceable. And Pittsburgh doesn't have a running game. That's the one thing that, you know, it's kind of they're not able to salt away games, and that caused them losses against Western Michigan and Miami as well. Virginia uh brandon armstrong i like him a lot i do think he'll bring a different aspect to this game but like you said his rib injury is still not 100 and throwing with the rib sucks like it's it's painful and it's gonna be cold too as well but the thing is though pat narduzzi i know when he's a double touchdown when he's a two touchdown favorite at any game i think he's like three and 12 against the spread <laughs> and he's lost outright games a lot and the last time that happened was against western michigan earlier on in the year okay so to me this game might be closer than people appearing. just for some reason, I think Pat Narduzzi, he needs to show out. Kenny Pickett, because Kenny Pickett might be the Heisman front runner right now. I think it's between him, Matt Corral, Kenneth Walker, and maybe what's the, word? The, the Bryce Young kid from uh, Alabama. Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I think they don't cover here. I think I'll take Virginia plus 14 and a half. I think it's a lot of points for Pittsburgh's defense. and. I think it's going to be a closer game than people appear, and Kenny Pickett might have to show out like more than he usually does, which is asking a lot of the kids because he does so much.
0: No doubt, I agree there, and I think listen after watching the Carolina game, Pittsburgh certainly has its flaws. They were the skies opened up for Pittsburgh in order to beat Carolina. I'll take that to my grave. That I. Believe a monsoon was triggered. Someone pressed the button during overtime, and Carolina could not. Like get the, bu- the, the buff- up. like the
1: Buffalo Wild yes, Wings bun.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> but as- like when I tell you, it was all fine until the fourth quarter hit, and then overtime, and next thing, the floodgates were open. But there's that. I do think though that Virginia is in the conversation that could make make some noise, but. It I I I'm gonna go with Pitt here because it, okay, type of season that they're having. All right, stuttering Stanley. Type of season that they're having. But my game here is Syracuse NC State. Can NC State shake off the loss of Wake Forest at four o'clock on ACC Network, playing the Orange men. The Orange men looking for potential bowl eligibility, which I know none of us really thought was going to happen for them this season. I I, I don't know. Maybe you did.
1: I didn't mainly because I thought if Syracuse makes a bowl game, that keeps Dino Babers his job. And I thought that he was kind of dead to rights for a little bit, but then he beat Liberty. He came really close against us, and then he wins some games that he's not supposed to. But like I think NC State wins the game, but I think Syracuse covers. I just think that NC State kind of has the really bad taste in their mouth. And. Mm-hmm. I know that Dave Dorn had that infamous, you know, we, we don't get as much respect as we should around here. I don't know what's up with y'all's North Carolina head coaches outside of Dave Clausen saying that nonsense about us media members. But right. to me, this is a game that, you know, is going to be very important to like, I think it's senior day, right? Isn't that? Mm-hmm. So I think for like people like Devin Leary, Corey Dern, and Mecca, Mazzi Theratom, it's really important for them to actually show up and show up for the last game out there. I mean, we saw how Jermaine Johnson literally became J.J. Watt the other day on his senior day was seven set with tackles, five <laughs> yeah. tackles for loss, three sacks in the fourth fumble. So to me, I'd expect the same from this defense because their run defense is very good. All Syracuse really has is Sean Tucker and a somewhat mobile Garrett Schrader. So give me Circuits to cover plus 11, but end stay for the win.
0: Final game of the night, Virginia Tech in Miami. Both teams looking to get bowl eligibility with this one. And I think the Hokies might, like you said, do a lot better without Fuente. They might be undone. It'll be very interesting to see how teams – I hate when people get fired in the middle or towards the end if not the absolute end season because it's just kind of like you leave kids hanging, whatever, however you call it, however you slice it. You do leave children hanging. They're trying to look for their leader and they know where to be found. And this could be the last couple games for Manny Diaz if we're keeping it a band. So how important is this game for these two teams?
1: It is extremely important for these two teams. First off, you got Miami who's reeling now, who had very close wins over before they played Florida State and got their teeth stomped and dope. But and then we have the Virginia Tech team where, like I said, I think they'll be better without Fuente. Like I I kind of agree with you there. Like firing a head coach in the middle of the year is really poor to leave some these getting hanging, but it's I think you look towards the staff and typically you have a staff member for interim that, you know, the is picked with the players. We had Odell Higgins come up and everyone loves Odell and actually probably exemplified exemplified more of what means to be a seminal, you know, actually when Tiger got fired. And to me, Virginia Tech would probably do the same damn thing because my this is a Miami team reeling. Really that if you looked at Manny Diaz in his press conference, that man knows he's fired. That man knows that he's about to be out of a job and mm-hmm. it's going to be really harder to, you know, this, you know, relay the message that, hey, we need to get up for this game. After you literally were just like taking down to the wire against your rival. And now the future is so uncertain that I wouldn't be surprised if it's not only Man Diaz isn't super focused, but right lastly their offensive coordinator. Give me Virginia Tech plus seven and a half. Um, mm. Miami, I think, is the more talented team, but they're also going to be the more undisciplined team. They're on pace for 415 penalty yards after the first drive against us. <laughs> Let that sink in. It was
0: my, it was Miami, Florida State, though. Let's keep it a ban.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But listen, you don't get mad, you get paid. That's a different thing. You keep emotions out of it. Shout get young paid, Dolph.
0: young man, get paid. Okay, we're going to have a moment. Dolph. Love yep. that, love that. But, no, I agree. I think it's going to be who can get their emotions in the check and make sure that they don't kind of get out of whack, focus, and truly just try and get to where you know your team is supposed to be, whether it's playing for Manny or whether you're playing – for post-life after Fuente. You think he should still be coaching? You want to show coach that you still believe all that kind of stuff. I'm sure he's still brooding for those guys, right? So yeah. a lot on the line there. Great games for week 12. We'll be back for week 12 recaps on Monday and then week 13. we got a lot going on and then of course we got ACC championship. Then it'll be full basketball mode, which I know Drizzy Drake and his new basketball school will love. Maybe not. Okay. And there, but Drizzy, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work?
1: In reference to the basketball comment, we have to let the little brother win sometimes. It's been eight years for Florida. But you can follow me at Locked uh, at Tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow the podcast at L O underscore Seminoles. You also can follow us at Knowles Anonymous. That's our community. That's our Discord. You know, we that's where we get our DMs for fan questions and interaction. And we're fans first, people second, content creators third. And let's go Knowles, baby. Let's get that dub.
0: (laughs) I love it. All right, guys. Come back tomorrow tomorrow. Do not come back tomorrow. You can recap all the episodes. That's how much I'm in a rhythm here. You can recap all the episodes over the weekend, get you ready for the Saturday games. Then you've got Sunday to rest and then back on Monday for more. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you for making Locked on ACC your first listen. Follow us at Locked on ACC. Subscribe on YouTube. We need to get those subscribers up to a thousand by Monday. So help us out there. Okay. Until next time for Jizzy Jake, Candace Cooper.